This is a podcast from the Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Artificial intelligence might seem like a thing of the future, but it's already here, transforming our lives every day. There are autonomous cars on the roads and robotic vacuum cleaners and smart thermostats in our homes. Over the next 15 years, AI technologies will become even more integrated into our lives. But are we ready? Can we answer the legal and ethical questions that will arise from integrating AI into our lives? Are we even asking the right questions? So on today's episode, we still have a research paper and we're still gonna talk about what it is and what it means. But we're also gonna tackle some of those big picture questions. So I sat down with Barbara Gross, Higgins Professor of Natural Sciences and pioneering researcher of artificial intelligence. Barbara is chair of the standing committee for a project called the 100 Year Study on AI, which explores the impact of artificial intelligence on society over the next century. The project just released its first report titled AI and Life in 2030. The project is housed at Stanford, by the way. So I spoke with Barbara about how AI is gonna integrate into our lives, the importance of designing these systems ethically, and what science fiction gets wrong about artificial intelligence. As always, I'm Leah Burrows, science communicator here at SEAS, and here's my conversation with Barbara Gross. Barbara, let's start with this AI 100 project. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? So the 100-year study on artificial intelligence is a recurring study on an approximately five-year cycle that evaluates the status of AI technologies and their potential impact in the world, looking not only at the technology, but also at the variety of social, ethical, legal, and policy challenges that that technology might raise. What's distinctive about this study is that it's 100 years. No one's ever done anything like this as a single effort. So we expect that every five years, not only will a study be done, but that study will be done in the context of the prior studies. So the report is titled AI and Life in 2030, and it looks specifically at how artificial intelligence technologies will impact life in a typical North American city in the next 15 years. The the panel looked at different areas, including transportation, healthcare, education, public safety, employment. So for someone who might not read the whole report, what are the biggest takeaways? I think there are three major lessons. One is that the doomsday scenarios for AI are overstated, and the study panel says from their perspective are highly unlikely to occur. The second is sort of complementary to that, which is there are many areas of life and the report talks about eight of them, in which AI is already having a significant impact or beginning to have an impact. And that includes transportation, which is probably the one most apparent to people with autonomous autonomous vehicles and drones, um, but also healthcare and education, where there's only a small part of the potential that's been realized, Um, entertainment, is another area where I think people don't even think about that being having artificial intelligence technology, but it's rife with that. And then there's some potential areas with great promise, like helping in low resource communities and um, helping with public safety. 
the third lesson is that um, now is really the time to consider the design and ethical and policy challenges that artificial intelligence technologies raise because of the field having moved from an academic pursuit into a, a much larger concern, which includes technologies and integration in systems that are out there in the world. In order to address those challenges, you have to bring together these very different fields of computer science, policymaking, law. How do you do that? It's essential for people in each of those areas to first to learn the vocabulary of other people, to understand the language they speak so that they understand each other, and to learn enough about what matters in the other realms to be able to actually sit down and tackle the problems. There's a a wonderful paper on computer ethics from 1985 written by um, James Moore from Dartmouth entitled Computer Ethics. It actually argued for the field. And he says in that that most often people agree on values, but not on the facts of the matter. I think now with artificial intelligence, there are values differences and there are definitely facts differences. And so bringing people together to see where those differences are and to consciously decide which values predominate and what the facts are is really important. And a major role we see for the reports from the 100-year study is to bring the expertise of people in artificial intelligence to bear on getting the facts right. I think that lack of consensus about what is and isn't true about AI is especially apparent among a a general audience, most of whom get their quote-unquote facts about artificial intelligence from science fiction or pop culture, where the prevailing narrative seems to be AI is going to take over and it's going to take over tomorrow. It's definitely not going to happen tomorrow. And we, that is all of the citizens of the world, get to decide what our designed artifacts should and shouldn't do. Much of the science fiction narrative, and this goes back to the Golem story, it goes back to Frankenstein. These are these are stories about whole systems right, that are supposed to, to um, replicate human beings or replicate human intelligence. You might ask, why would we want to do that? We know how to replicate human intelligence. We also know there are many limitations to human intelligence. So think it's much more productive to think about artificial intelligence and the technologies it develops as complementing human intelligence. And you can see that, for example, in the medical area, where there's uh, now a fair bit being written and uh, a great deal of hope in all of the data that's being collected in electronic health records. Computer systems can mine that data and can look at many more articles and journals in a much shorter period of time than a human. So they could help bring information to a human decision maker. That is a role of complementing a human. Very different from saying we don't need doctors to do diagnoses, we can have a computer do it. Because doctors have access to the actual person. They have 
ways of understanding the person's situation and their family and their emotional state that certainly at present machines don't have. And it's not clear that you would want to change that personal interaction when there's a perfectly good role for the computer system. So what are the big challenges then in designing a system that can work better, more collaboratively with its human partner? I think it's very important for any system that has artificial intelligence technologies in it that contributes to any kind of decision making to be able to explain its conclusions. When we work with other people, we can explain sometimes better, sometimes worse, why we're doing something. That's a very hard thing to do. And for example, the current generation of deep learning systems cannot do this at all. And one of the major research challenges is to, d- to figure out ways that this very powerful technology could actually be augmented in a way that you could understand why it's making the recommendations that it's making. Otherwise, you have systems making decisions uh, and coming to conclusions that are not right, but you can't tell they're not right. So I I would say that we should be skeptical of a conclusion that can't be justified Mm. in some way. Now, you're teaching a whole class this semester on designing intelligent systems and, and the challenges of doing so. What do you encourage your students to think about during the design process? One of the things they should be thinking about is the ethical implications of the systems they're building. And this is a very hard thing for people to keep in mind because the focus in design, there's so many important issues to take care of just in getting a system that works. I had a very interesting experience in my class last year. We had a a class session on a Tuesday in which we talked about the Facebook emotion contagion experiment and the ethics of uh, manipulating information given to people. This was a social experiment that they ran on Facebook without telling people that they were involved in the experiment. That's correct, yes, yeah. Uh, So that was on a Tuesday. And on Thursday, we talked about recommender systems like the various sites that recommend you buy one thing, they recommend something else. So the activity in this class was to imagine, for the students to imagine they were members of a group at a social media company that had as its main responsibility making revenue from advertisements. And the company had just signed a major client entering the market with an innovative and empirically validated fitness solution. And among other things, I asked them, to list five or 10 features of a user's profile or data that they would want the team to consider. And then we wrote the list for this particular issue, we wrote the list on the board. And I asked them how many people in their group had considered the ethical issues of collecting that information. None of them had. So here we have a group of students that two days before had been very passionate about ethical issues and what mattered. Two days later, when focused on the task of designing a system, completely forgot ethics. It wasn't a part of the charge. So I think it needs to be a part of the charge for every system we build, not just systems with artificial intelligence in them, but any computer system that's interacting with people or doing a job for people where there's an ethical dimension. So the next report in the 100-year study comes out in about five years. What are you most looking forward to seeing in that report? 
I'm very excited to see when they look back at this study, what they think is still important going forward, what isn't. To me, that's the most exciting thing about this 100-year study, is that you get the context over time and the accumulation over time. It's certain that some of the predictions in this report will not come true. Our hope is that the combination of predictions and recommendations will help people move things in a better direction than would otherwise be the case. And we'll get attention paid to important societal and ethical issues early on. Well, Barbara, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Let's see if we can get an AI technology to help with our sign off here. Tell Barbara, thank you. I couldn't find Barbara in your contacts. To whom shall I send it? I think that's a perfect sign off. Thanks, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want to do. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha